0: Algar Productions. Algar
1: Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. <music> Episode three sixty-seven, covering Affliction and Divergence with Kevin Lynch.
2: Hi, friends. It's uh, we're we're closing in. We're in the single digits now. We're, we're getting. Very close to the end, and, uh, we actually brought someone along who is going to not completely complain the whole time. So there's a this treat. special surprise for people. Hey, Flunk. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's a little little off-brand for us to, to bring in someone who actually likes this show, but uh, you know, we, we try to embrace all. No, I can't even. Finish when this. you get this late yeah. into
0: the series, it's time to start
2: experimenting, right? <laughs> I. I'm just, like, I'm just sprinting to the end, to be honest. You know, like, that uh, senioritis it's thing, like, graduation. Th- is yeah, it's the last three weeks of June. Yeah. you
0: just
1: like, ugh,
2: I've already graduated. I know that. Let's just let's just finish this, shall we?
1: I just figured if I'm going to be the guy who defends this show, I'm going to go all in. It's fair. Well,
2: that's fair. And you seem to have picked episodes that you're particular. well, at least one of them that you're particularly pleased with. Mm-hmm. Not like both of them. And... I was I was worried we'd get trapped in a uh, two parts out of a three parter situation and couldn't judge it properly. But this is actually just two parts, so that's good. Like, because I what what I envisioned happening was this would be the first two parts of another trilogy, and you'd say, "Oh, but the good stuff comes in part three. and you know. And then by the
1: time or it would be episode, one of those unrelated oh. unrelated third parts where uh, you know, yeah. suddenly we're uh, on uh, Franginar for some reason, mm-hmm.
2: right? Because well we'll get there, but because these are are connected we'll do uh we'll do the, what we've been doing which is both summaries so I'll do mine yeah. and then Flunk will go right into yours. So why
0: don't you tell us about affliction? A- affliction, I
2: will do that very thing. We open with a bunch of Klingons and a whole bunch of shaky POV camera. Oh, and some torture. It wouldn't be Enterprise without torture. One of the Klingons is injected with torture juice, which turns his forehead smooth and oh god we're doing this terrible story now. I mean, we all knew this was coming. Never has a terrible episode been so hotly anticipated on this show since "Bever Fucks a Ghosts or maybe uh, Warp 11 Freak Lizards. And now here we are. All right, let's see if I'm at all justified in dreading these two episodes that seem completely unnecessary on paper or out loud or in any other medium you might choose to describe them. Maybe they won't be as bad as I assume they would be. So first, Trip is still leaving Enterprise because he's probably in love with T'Pol, and we all know how much I love this clearly defined character arc for the two of them. Probably because it's been so consistent and natural, that's my favorite thing about it. Trip now works on the NX-02, Columbia, which not only has a woman captain, but also at least two other women on the bridge, so that's where they all went. Can we just continue following Columbia when these two ships go on their separate ways? I'd sacrifice the handful of other characters I don't completely hate for the Captain Hernandez and Tripp show. Meanwhile, Hoshi and Dr. Flox are walking around San Francisco, a.k.a. the only city on Earth, when Flox is abducted and taken to a bunch of Klingons who yell at him a lot and threaten to kill him if he doesn't help them. Why didn't you just ask for help, he says, somewhat sensibly, to which the Klingons reply, We'd rather just yell and threaten because warriors and also honor or whatever. Yeah, this is a culture whose continued existence and prosperity makes total sense. Turns out they've been messing around with augment technology because those episodes were so great that we wanted to come back to that idea almost immediately. And unsurprisingly, it's gone wrong because science is bad. That seems to be the prevailing lesson here. Now the Klingons have a disease of some kind and Phlox is the only one who can cure them. And they yell at him when he's not curing them fast enough. Also, they don't want to be cured in the first place and yell at him anytime he makes any progress on a cure. Wow, it's like he never even left Enterprise in the first place. (laughs) So that's two great plots in this episode. That brings us to plot three, which involves Malcolm. Well, how could this possibly go wrong? So remember back in DS9, which feels like about 7,000 years ago to me now, when Dr. Bashir just sort of inexplicably started working with the secret spy organization known as Section 31? Well, in the true spirit of everyone on this show got their first and did it better, it turns out Malcolm not only works for Section 31, but has always worked for Section 31. This is about as exciting and logical as you might expect, and definitely doesn't feel like a pointless waste of time. So there you have it. Three incredibly stupid plots built around the concept. What if we provided an in-universe explanation for something because nerds can't stand having their nitpicky details dismissed by a jokey line of throwaway dialogue? I'll give it this much. This episode was very terrible, but it was terrible in a lot of ways I could not have predicted. That's something, I guess. Oh, also near the end, some fake Klingons beam aboard and Enterprise and sabotage the warp engines, which I guess is a point you'll need for Flunk's summary to make sense. So take it away.
1: Well, uh, there is an incredibly dangerous uh, crisis in, in the sector, and the only ship is the Columbia. That's weird. Trip needs to get over Enterprise, but the transporters don't work at warp speed, so the only reasonable thing to do is to merge the warp fields, and Chip will, Trip will jump over, just like on his favorite show, Thunder and Paradise. The warp field won't be stable for very long, so Trip has to perform a manual shutdown of the engines, also known as ripping wires and shit out, and then hiding from the explosion. It's all very wild west and very cool. Less cool is whatever Malcolm started going on about. Luckily, there's no time for that as we head back to Kavak Colony, where Sleepy Dad Doctor Fox is staring down a Klingon general. It's all very badass and very cool. Basically, Phlox won't create Klingon augments, and because of that, General Caval won't, cl- won't let him cure the disease uh, that's ravaging the Klingons. Instead, he's going to firebomb the whole colony. However, uh, the doctor has an idea. What if we were to cure the disease and then disguise it as augments? Oh, ho, ho delightfully <laughs> devilish, Antak. Then, Reed and Archer started yelling at each other, and I went to refer- refill my drink. Flux thinks he found a cure for the disease, but there's not enough time to test it, so for... Noble Klingon scientists step up to sacrifice their lives and meet again in war, having died for the greatest honor of all, science. They didn't finish the experiments in time, though, and the Klingon fleet starts bombing everyone. Enterprise and Columbia show up to hold them off long enough for Archer to beam down and save the day. Somehow, I'm not entirely clear on how that happened, actually. Also, Phlox infected the Klingon fleet and basically blackmailed them into doing whatever he wanted, laying the groundwork for Chancellor Laurel's rise to power anyways uh some Klingons have smooth foreheads now, so that's a thing
2: yep well thank goodness we dis- explained that because uh what we need to do is put the home star wiki in charge of that uh,
0: <laughs> smooth forehead Klingons originally appeared in the fahugu god sketch
1: I um <laughs> this, this is another this also sent me down a memory alcohol um. And uh, their their attempts on justifying Discovery Klingons with everybody else is is getting super pedantic, which oh my. <laughs> of course delights yeah. that,
2: me. That's the thing. Okay, I don't love this concept. Obviously, we've said that for a long time, but it's like like you say you'll you'll talk about this in a minute. It's it's done. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah, it's canon. So why would Discovery deliberately go and <laughs> fuck it up?
1: <laughs> I will get to it later. They're, they like everything with the Klingons. There's stuff I like there and, and stuff I don't.
0: I don't understand. Uh,
1: Like, we've talked about this.
0: This is your idea, Al. Like, we know there's like 10 houses. Fucking some of them look like this. Some of them look like that. Some of them look like the other. Yeah, that's basically discovery.
2: The Federation is different races. Why can't the Klingon Empire be different races? Easy. Problem
0: solved. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: You don't even have to, like, do a story about it. Just have, like, one line of dialogue Mm -hmm. and you're done. Yeah. Of course, that doesn't explain why those three dudes who showed up in DS9 to hang out with Dax looked one way and then looked another way.
0: Oh, I way. have an idea. Uh, it's called Who Gives a Fuck? Jesus, it was really cool bringing in guys from the original series to reprise uh, their roles. His...
2: Some people really care, though. <sighs> like, a lot. Yeah. I don't I don't think anyone on this, this show This is does. not nope. the show for that. I'm, I'm sorry. This yeah. is not. If... <laughs> Even, I, mean, I don't want to speak for you, Flunk, but I don't think you care. Like, you like these episodes, but you also agree that this isn't really necessary.
1: Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, that's um, that said, well, it's basically it's, my my good thing. Um, okay, which is the the Klingon stuff. Y- you heard me. Yeah. yeah. Um, at one point, the Klingon doctor says to Fox, "You don't want to be here, but you are. So just fucking go with it." And that's the attitude I took with these two episodes. I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've like seen you know a, a Klingon doctor, and he's recognizably Klingon without being you know an honorable warrior. Um, high command's reasons for creating the augments make sense. <laughs> um, we've talked about uh, how the all the Klingons were like. Really well cast, it it looked cool. There's good space fights. Like mm-hmm. all the Klingon stuff is fun.
2: Well, yeah, and actually, Matt and I both have similar good things about the casting. So let's just go ahead and get those out of the way, Matt. Yeah. What so
0: doing? I was watching the this episode, and I fucking recognize that dude's voice. Who the fuck is that? So a little bit of research revealed that uh, this very good Klingon was actually the Shredder, also known as Uncle Phil.
2: <laughs> I mean, what what sitcom is that from? Because I'm oh, rusty uh, in my 90s. Fr- that's uh, Fresh
0: sitcoms. Prince of Bel Air. That's what I thought, but I was thinking Family Matters? No, that can't be Family Matters. But I don't mm. know.
2: I don't. I like. I didn't watch a lot. No,
0: of... No, although like, Uncle Phil did appear in a cameo on Family Matters once. Well,
2: that, that doesn't surprise me. Did he I throw Urkel Tonson out the door? A cameo, and what's that?
0: Did Uncle
1: Phil throw Urkel out the door? Oh, if only. Well,
2: <laughs> no, he sent him to Philadelphia to live with uh, Will Smith's family. God, house, that was yes. part
0: of. Uh, that was part of Urkel's tour of all of the uh, uh, TGIF t- uh, families. Ah, see this I do know
2: though. Fresh Prince was on NBC. so you are correct. That wouldn't be true. Yeah, I never watched it, but I know that for some. <laughs> you've seen work. through my ruse, Alf.
1: <laughs> That's uh, why they did the big Alf crossover. <laughs> right.
2: Well, Alf is like the um, the the same elsewhere kid of, uh, of of the 90s.
1: God, how did Alf never meet Urkel?
0: Right, because they didn't have to. They were on different now. networks. Yeah. Guess, yeah. Also, that the different networks they could have found a way around.
2: Yeah. No, um, I was just uh, rewatching the uh, season three of Arrested Development. Uh, Urkel, yes, the Urkel (laughs) show starring Urkel. Uh, No, the season three of Arrested Development where uh, Richard Belzer shows up as Munch, but they couldn't get permission to do that, but they did it anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's there's ways around it is what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, my, my good thing also had to do with the uh, casting, which is um, the Klingon doctor that, that Flunk was talking about uh, is played by a guy who played one of my all time favorite Klingons, the ambassador uh, from Star Trek four. He's also in Star Trek six, yes. actually. I just remembered the guy who comes out in, at the beginning of four where they're watching the the clip of the Enterprise exploding and, and Christopher Lloyd dying. And he's James T. Kirk, renegade and murderer. We demand justice. Like he's got this great just like it is very Christopher Lloydy voice, as Matt pointed yeah. out. Um, I might have said
0: this at the time when we watched the movies. I'm like, I'm pretty sure those two guys are related.
2: But he's not like a snarling, angry Klingon. He's clearly like more diplomatic than your oh, typical sure. Klingon. So he was well cast as the ambassador, but he's constantly screaming for Captain Kirk's head because Kirk's an he asshole. He really hates Captain and, Kirk. Yeah. I liked him in those movies and he didn't get a whole lot to do, and it was cool to see him mm-hmm. again. So yeah, good all around and there were a few others too that I would say were yeah. Like they were they they cast their Klingons very well in this.
1: I like the um the makeup was really good too for the for the regular Klingons. they the the general had like the snaggle tooth. Like it was yeah, really
2: cool. Mm-hmm. It looked really distracting. I don't know how he, like, didn't just constantly bite it was his the lip. Same with when yeah. I mean, he was slurping
1: him. down worms, so yeah. that's how he
2: ate. Yeah, I guess that's true. No, there was a scene at the end where he's on the bridge talking. i like, every time he closes his mouth, I'm like, ow. Yeah. how?" Like, I'm worried about the actor, the character, obviously. Like, the I don't know, there's probably honor in ripping your lip open or something. But the actor, like, oh, man, you that's that's
0: rough. Tim, you okay? You want to take that again? I burnt my lip again on this oh, fucking coop.
2: Yeah, and the fans are just going to complain that your blood isn't pink, uh-huh. so uh, there's that. Also, how come they haven't resolved that yeah.
1: yet? Hmm?
2: Because it was pink that one time, and then every time Worf bled, it was Balls red.
1: Because when red. the augment DNA reacts with the Klingon blood, it changes color. changes them into werewolves. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> By the oh, light God, of the I blood moon of the-, <laughs> the Klingon warrior.
2: Well, there was that there was that bit where Archer in the second part where Archer gets injected and briefly gets a Klingon forehead. Yep. And I like, yeah. was so wishing I could do the summary for that episode because I like, said he's turning into a werewolf. And that would have been perfect.
1: <laughs> I put the that in. You should pull me. <laughs>
2: nah. I don't mind sharing my stuff. I just feel weird about like, you know, stealing other people's stuff. So I get oversensitive. About yeah, that's that. fair.
0: Plus, you don't. You, you, don't anyway. you don't get into another man's summary. Man. Like there are rules.
2: Well, that said, we we've co-written summaries before,
0: but that's that's different. different. That was for public viewing.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say visually and and like actor-wise, like the Klingons looked mm-hmm. good and um got had a lot of good stuff there. Um, the Klingon ships. There's one of the designs I really like, and one of them I think is a little too like. Like, we're clearly before the original series. I want the ships to be sort of primitive. Mm-hmm. And one of them looked very, like, yeah, super old school. That's great. And then the other one looked kind of like a bird of prey from later. And it's like, that doesn't quite work. But,
1: that, you know. I, yeah, they've been overall. using the same Klingon bridge set for the last, like, 20 years. Yeah. So, like, it, oh, it's, it, it, it kind of makes sense right that, here. like, inter- internal logic for the show that, like, man, the exteriors probably look similar to.
2: Yeah. No, there was one, but there were two designs. And one of them I thought looked great. Like, it looked like this is totally a pre-60s. Design mm-hmm. is just the other one I I didn't love. But, you know, overall, visually, I think they did a great job. Yeah. That is
1: about all I will say. <laughs> and they sort of <laughs> address the um, what we talked about, too, uh, or how, you know, Klingon culture can even exist with like um, oh, is, the, is the warrior cast weird? and mm-hmm. then the science cast and all that.
2: Yeah, this is um, this is your good thing. No, it isn't. Sorry. I thought one of you put this down for your good thing.
1: Uh, I just put it down in my notes.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah, no, you're, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, I thought Matt had something about that. But yeah, no, you're right. They did They did kind of clarify that mm. a little bit.
0: I like, uh, this is a callback to the DS9, the Klingon lawyer. I like uh, whenever mm-hmm. we see any, any aspects of Klingon culture that's not warrior, you know? Like, because really, how the hell does this society work? I still don't see it, and
2: I'm kind of burned out on Klingons, but that's me. I know you guys still mm-hmm. like them. It's cool. I got bad news then.
1: They've also uh, Oh, that's yeah. Cuz like I said, I, I fell down a hole and um uh when Quark went back in time, he had like some throwaway line about how he could get Frangie's warp drive before the Klingons, which basically means that they've had warp drive the longest of all the species. I Which is insane.
0: Yeah, no, I'm sorry. What? Who did they steal her from? How did that happen? Yeah. I could totally
2: see, like, maybe not Vulcans, but a but a but a race like Vulcans coming to explore, and then Klingons just killing them and taking their mm-hmm. stuff, and then reverse engineering. Yeah,
0: that was always my assumption. Yeah.
1: But yeah. There's the, somebody like, on memory Alpha did the math, and they got Klingons got warp drive in the year like nine hundred. Wow, like Earth year nine yeah. hundred. Wow.
0: Yeah. I mean, that really explains awesome. the spread of the Empire, just in That probably there was no one else to get in their way. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I there
2: it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. and I'm not going to overthink, and I don't want to spend too much sure. time talking about it. But just c- like I pointed out in my summary, the constant like they they kidnap Flocks and and threaten to kill him if he doesn't help them. But then they also say fuck it. There's no time to help us. We're going to kill you
1: anyway. Like, wh-
2: well, can you guys get on the same page at least? How do you get anything done? Yeah, I, why
0: am well, they I? They can't.
1: The houses are always fighting with each other. Yeah. <sighs> it
2: just. I. But that's what I'm saying. Like in terms of that, how does a society work when? Everyone's constantly trying to kill each other and never cooperating. Like
1: well, ever. let me just open up the news. Not very well. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fair. Ah, ripped from yeah, today's but we're headlines. also not.
2: We also don't have warp drive and a mighty stellar empire.
1: True. So. Thank God. Can you imagine? Oh, well, yeah. we might get a space yeah. force soon.
2: Yeah, let's not talk about. That. <laughs> I even even a shitty show like this is some form of escapism. <laughs> <laughs> um. What? Else? Maybe we should just sort of like. Treat both episodes as like, like we'll just talk about all the yeah. Klingon stuff and then sort ah. of go. So, um, what is your bad thing for you had you had a Klingon thing for the second episode? Flonk, your bad thing.
1: Um Oh yeah, the uh, the Klingon augments didn't have Klingon accents and it was just kind of weird.
0: Well, when they're... because uh, if
1: they don't look like Klingons, they they are acting like them, but then also they have like California accents and, and they don't just... quack, they don't quack like a Klingon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, a Klingon's quack doesn't echo. That's a, that's
1: weird. That's a
2: little known fact. The, uh, I don't. I'm not sure what you mean by a Klingon accent. No, just, that, just that, kind that kind of like gruff yeah. and bah.
1: Yeah. And the the augments just like talk like people.
0: Hey, man! It's yeah. so nice to be in the Klingon Empire, fighting off the Enterprise and all that stuff. I'm gonna chill. <laughs> He, um, what, the one dude reminded me, and this is
2: sort of a call forward, but definitely reminded me a bit of Ash Tyler, which <laughs> I didn't.
1: Well, he was a multi-rebel,
0: Lieutenant so. Ash Tyler? The very same. <laughs> also, I- Lieutenant I Ash Tyler, tell. who I'm
1: pretty sure time-traveled from, uh, the 90s to be in Discovery, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: oh, aka the Firewolf. but we'll get there. <laughs> very soon. Black was Alert? He, was
1: he the Black Firewolf? Wolf? He sure was. Oh. No, he wasn't. The other one was. Was he? Oh, I don't yeah. remember. Well, yeah, I don't want to get too much into spoilers. Find out in a few weeks. Al, he he was the water wolf. Come on. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yes, one was the fire wolf and one was the water wolf.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. He's the heart wolf. He's the least, like, he's the most useless. Heart wolf sounds like a 1980s power ballad. (laughs) It sure does. Also, wasn't that the bad guy in Angel? Yes. There you go. Um... Matt, what was your bad thing for the second one?
0: The second one. Uh We're doing Klingon. Why on so. earth is the Klingon Empire in any way communicating with you? So we learn in this episode that, like, Section 31, which we'll get to, yeah. has uh-huh. been, like, connecting with the, the the Empire for sinister plots. Like, how on earth at this point in Klingon and human history, how on earth are humans calling up uh, the Klingons? Okay, you guys do this evil thing, and we'll do this, and we'll work together to be evil for some reason. How the hell do the Klingons not just hang up on them?
1: Well, all well, the I mean, that's what they did: is they they used them until they got bored, yeah, and, and didn't want to use them anymore. So yeah,
2: how much how much internal time has passed since the pilot three? Is it happening like in relative real time? Are we like three I think or four it, years? I think
0: we're four years in because yeah. that was
2: in. first contact with the Klingons. So in those four years. The secret spy organization nobody knows about reached out to this other empire that we never met before and formed a a weird alliance.
0: Here's what real and, re- and what also happened.
1: just out outside of deep sea science, section thirty one has never worked. Well, that's yeah, that's no, my bad thing. Yeah. Actually,
0: yeah, we're 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 gonna get to that.
2: Yeah, actually, but let's let's finish talking about Klingons and then we'll go to the section thirty one stuff. I think All that right. makes the most sense. I just
0: like the but whole you, The whole thing is stupid.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, it really is. And I didn't really understand why they had to be involved at all.
0: It just seems like more, like, it just I, seems I, like more uh, Ots TV stuff. Like, yes, yeah. we'll, we, we're going to put this stuff in so that we can come back to it next season.
1: <laughs> I what think, that? and like I said, I, I was very bored during this, so I was only paying sure, yeah. attention. But I think Section 31 just wanted to have the various Klingon houses fighting with each other. So they were going to, you know. Pick sides and then play them off of each other. Okay, but what's the reason they gave the Klingons? Like that's the well, then, reason the then way. yeah, then the the guy that they were helping decided that uh, oh, you'll help me until I don't need your help anymore, and then I'll go and do my own thing. Yeah, which yeah, which is the <laughs> most sort of, most of makes sense, but not movie. really.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's bound to happen anytime two people do anything. Yeah, I got what I wanted. Now I'm going to betray you. Uh, shut up. <laughs> I just uh, ah ah. Ah, so many cliches. I, what I think, what I'm trying to give them a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. I have this theory, and I haven't seen it confirmed anywhere. This is just my theory, that when the new showrunner took over and brought in new writers, they had like a list. Like, okay, so many characters have been underserved. Let's give them something. Mm-hmm. And we saw this a few weeks ago with Hoshi, where the, we got some, like when she's trapped with Trip and telling stories about her, her past. Like, hey, we know some things about Hoshi now. Maybe it was Malcolm's turn, and they're like, hmm. What's interesting about security guy? What if he was a spy? And it didn't work, but I can see maybe where they were coming from. The I, way
1: they brought it up in the episode 2, I'm like, was he already in section 31 and I forgot? Yeah. Did, I, did this I come up in season 3 and it just I, I fell into the void. That would have been, been a place three? to bring it like
2: I hated season three, but it would have fit there. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: I um, I br- I made this point on Twitter uh, after I watched the episode. If I had put any thought at all into this show, if I had known what I knew know now about this show, I would have called Malcolm being in section thirty one from the first fucking episode. Okay.
2: Well, it's so let's just, just go into this. The this sort is your of thing
0: that, like, this is your bad thing for the first episode. Let's just let's just talk about that. Yeah. Like it makes exactly the kind of stupid sense this show loves, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Yeah, he's the security guy, and he's British, so you know, spy, just like Bashir. Exactly,
1: yeah. and, and it's it's when such this guy s- isn't as good an actor as Bashir. That's saying something. Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: I mean, Alexander
2: Siddig was the weak link on that show to begin with.
0: Yeah, but at yeah. least he was like he was the likable weak link. He was. Yeah, he had a
2: lot of good relationships that made him better.
0: Yeah. But like, it's such a dumb reveal here in season. F- like you guys are saying, this yeah. shit should have come up in, during the Zindi War. You know, the yeah. biggest fucking thing that ever happened to Earth. Yeah, if you're doing your dumb
2: Iraq War parallel, yeah. then bringing in the fake CIA, that's the time to do it. Like,
0: yeah. I am well on record as hating that entire fucking season. It's the worst yeah. thing that ever happened to me personally. Um, yeah. but like, <laughs> but like, that's when you put in all your spy crap. Not now. Yep.
2: And also, Malcolm had very little to do other than fighting with the Mako guy. That would have given him a little more to yeah. do in that yeah. season.
0: And also, like, and let's be really honest here for a second. Malcolm is too fucking stupid to be a secret agent. He yeah. is the worst fucking liar I've ever seen. When yeah. Well, <laughs> there's, a sh- there's a shot in this episode where uh, uh, Archer goes to him. Uh, tri- or uh, Malcolm, any any idea what the weapon signatures on that on that were? And you can clearly see him go.
1: He starts tugging oh. you on his collar.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, I uh it, it doesn't say at all. No, and
2: there's there's two versions of Malcolm. There's this show's version of the creepy horn dog, which is funny to talk about, and I'm not going to stop. Mm-hmm. But also, there's the real version of him, which is he's terrible at his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't talk about that much because it's
1: well, funnier to focus the, on um, the bomb stuff. The you know. the Starfleet security officer that that's dealing with Fox's kidnapping basically has no time for Malcolm and just yeah, like gives him a brush I off. That
2: scene, yeah. This uh, she 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 had a real Starbuck vibe to her from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Just like tough, short haired blonde chick, just like you know what we're ta- we got this. Mm-hmm. It's good, and she's asking questions that he's not asking, and he, she like I was like Archer, can you just take her with yeah, you and leave him here? She ship him off to
1: the Columbia,
0: although yeah, I, or or take her to the Columbia and follow them, like I suggest. Yeah, yeah. please, please. Although I was wondering yeah. about this shouldn't she shouldn't they just be cops still? Like it was weird that Starfleet was investigating.
1: It might be a military base. I don't, I don't know. I don't know oh, how yeah, that works. Right, yeah,
0: no, they were definitely
2: outside because they were going. Like Phlox and Hoshi were going to a restaurant, and
1: they were wearing civilian clothes too. Yeah, like yeah. there's Hoshi no, Hoshi there's no. Had no
2: fl- a pretty sexy outfit, yeah. I would say. Not creepy
0: sexy like this show has, but actually, like, oh, good for her. Yeah, but I mean, like, we're pre-Federation should, like, I feel like there should still be just cops, you know? Yeah, I mean, Earth is united, so
2: they shouldn't be from the U.S. or whatever. They yeah. should just be yeah, Yeah,
1: be the, the, cops, the, the, the yeah. Earth cops.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: United Earth cops, whatever. Yeah.
1: The um, uh, thing. Yeah. Oh, have they mentioned that at all? I think it's been, like, in the background of stuff, but it hasn't yeah. been, like, an uh, official thing.
2: Like, I know what it is from looking through, like, the chronology and encyclopedia, all those, like, deep nerd books. I, I can't think the it.
1: Makos work for UsPA. I might be wrong. Because mm-hmm. they're, yeah, like, they're the... like, the army and, and yeah. Starfleet is, like, the navy.
2: As the United Earth, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, that's the government on Earth, mm-hmm. which is different than the government of the Federation, which will come later, which is all the planets together. This is just Earth.
1: Except yeah. Section 31 what? managed to be a holdover, apparently. <sighs>
0: How okay. Long well, this is-, this is my other thing. This is my bad thing. <laughs> like, okay, go ahead.
2: Uh, the- the- Section 31 is actually a pretty terrible idea. Like, in and of itself mm. you know I don't go for all that genes vision stuff much but I do think that the central concept of all of Star Trek is that humanity has improved and we don't do crap like this anymore yeah. it worked on DS9 because those guys really knew what they were doing these guys do not at all about anything ever
1: I, and, like, and also when you're dealing with the with the Tauciar and the whatever the Kardashian one was like, like it makes sense that we would also have so our own mm. but then yeah. to bring it into all the other ones where it, it doesn't fit
0: yeah. well and yeah. also i'm no. pretty sure it's too early for there to be a section 31 like we've only been in deep space for four years like no 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 i th- I, th- I find myself thinking that
2: too and i have to remember no this is the first time we've been able to explore deep space but uh remember travis is out yeah, there yeah yeah Travis and, or was uh, out there like, Born in space like yeah. there's there's uh there's commercial shipping and there's like there's people out there uh-huh. this is just the first time we've had like a, a military like exploration presence All right. out there but there is people in, in space, like, on other planets and stuff now.
0: This this still seems way too – like, because Section 31's whole deal was that they were supposed to be, like, the off-the-grid guys yeah. who had been doing this so long by the time we get to them in DS9 that the Federation's completely forgotten they exist. Like, they basically yeah. sort of hidden themselves so that they can yeah. work
1: quietly. If, if this guy was, like, the, the – the... Starfleet Secretary of Defense or whatever, like like a guy that they, yeah. like, if he was Arch, Archer's boss's boss mm-hmm. and was, like, running his, his spy organization, and then, over, like you said, over the years, they just kind of fell underground. Like, mm-hmm. that would make a well, lot plus, more sense.
2: I thought, and I'm sure this is some nitpicky thing that I got wrong and didn't notice, but I thought the Section 31 of Section 31 was in the Federation Charter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that you're right. That's what I thought, too, yeah.
2: But he quotes the actual thing in this episode, yeah. and I
0: wish I could well, remember. It, yeah, it's the Starfleet Charter
1: instead of the Federation. Yeah, yeah. Charter, no one
0: actually. That's seems, the thing. No one ever actually. Uh, yeah. No one actually says the the uh, organization section thirty one. It's he just mentions it as like a, Article or, Five, Section yeah. Thirty One, whatever. Yeah, which that's what
2: justifies their existence. Hey, there's a there's a loophole in the Constitution that says we can do this, and. It's one of those deals where it's like in times of crisis, and the guy basically says, "Well, we're always meeting hostile aliens, so it's always a time of crisis." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's clearly not what they meant. Yeah, well, wow. like obviously, the spirit of that thing was if Earth is directly endangered, not Archer meant met a mean guy. Yeah, like that—that that doesn't count.
0: You know, like maybe if someone blew up Florida, that might be the time. <laughs> yeah, not
2: that, that—that justifies Section Thirty-One as I understand it, but not every week that the Enterprise encounters a hostile alien, Mm because that's nonstop, you know?
0: That's Starfleet.
2: Uh,
1: Yeah, but that's also how they justify the stuff in the real world, so it it does make sense.
0: But again, again, it's Star Trek. We're supposed to be better now. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Like I say, I don't go in for all the, it's supposed to be a perfect utopia and there's no conflict. Like, I don't go that far, but generally speaking, it is the story about how humankind got their shit together, Mm -hmm. and if we're still doing this stuff, then no, we didn't. yeah. It kind of undermines the whole idea.
0: We're, it's, we're, it, it, we're actually kind of exactly the same, but we can go in space now.
2: Yeah, and uh, that's fine. That would exist with humans the way we are, but the whole point of Star Trek is we got better, uh-huh. you know? So, I don't know. There's some of that in Discovery, too. Like, that that show is not immune to that either. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, it's the... Con- the, it's um... The, it's the ble- vision they- meets... Well, TV needs to have certain things. I'm
2: fine with adding more conflict, but, you like... I don't know. DS9, for the most part, did it right, which is our guys were more or less good. Mm-hmm. And then you threw them into horrible situations and saw what they did. Yep. And sometimes they cracked and did bad things, but realized it or regretted it or whatever. Like, that made it interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. It's not confirmed on the on the show proper, but one of the deleted scenes said that the the Black Starfleet badges oh, yeah. were Section 31. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that a certain character that uh, left may have yep. joined them. I know the one you're talking about. Yep.
1: Yeah. That's that's going to be dumb, but we'll. (laughs) I hope they don't. It might not be. They've done good things with stuff that we find dumb. And They've done dumb things things with stuff we find good. So who knows? Yeah, that's true.
0: Can I take a moment to talk about um, how stupid it is for a secret organization to have uniforms? Um, (laughs) Also, the the specific uniforms they have, but generally speaking, yeah. um, So first of all. Uh, black Starfleet badges, like, no one's gonna fucking notice that? Fuck off. But that's not what I'm that here to hilarious. talk about today. What I'm here to talk about today is the fucking black leather Section 31 uniforms that say, gee, I'm part of a secret organization, so I'm gonna dress exactly like Batman's dentist.
1: That apparently they've been wearing <laughs> for uh, for 300 years. It might be the yeah, same Starfleet, leather smocks.
2: Starfleet changes their uniform every goddamn 15 minutes, mm-hmm. but Section 31's had the
0: same one for 200 years? Yep, and it's... <laughs> And its bondage smock. Now, is it better or worse than Daniel's cord suit? Oh, it's better than Daniel's cord suit.
2: Or, or that fan, or, or uh, the shovel.
0: Oh, now
1: no, no, the shovel's the worst. We all know. Yeah, it. we
2: got to calibrate Matt's scale of of hatred, though. Mm. Like, there's just, a okay. There's a list. So at somewhere. one end you've got the shovel. What's that? There's a, there's a list somewhere. Yeah, it's it's a scale that goes from shovel to Tilly, mm-hmm. and like everything rates somewhere between those two things.
0: And everything in Star Trek is in there. Yeah,
2: everything is is either better than shovel or worse than Tilly. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Before Tilly yeah. showed up, it was Kira. Yeah, mm. no, there's plenty of other good things to latch do. Sure. The gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't, I don't get any of that, and I don't get uh, th- there's so much of it that just doesn't make sense. It's, and it's really very Malf- stupid. Ooh, the whole conflict of Malcolm disobeying Archer for reasons <laughs> yep. and yeah. then deciding that he didn't want to anymore for additional arbitrary, like, uh-huh. none of it made any damn it, sense. It's
1: all the same stuff that we did better with Bashir, and, like, it's just him kind of whining about how he can't disobey yeah. his one order, how his two orders are conflicting with each other, and woe is me, whatever shall I do? Well, you're in jail now.
0: Take See, that. so is- let's be— go ahead uh, this is what I liked about Bashir when he was in this exact same circumstance the first thing Bashir did was go to was go to Cisco yeah
2: you know like, this is all wrong and I don't want to be any part yeah of it. and, and also
0: his
1: uh, Bashir's like, best friend was a spy so yeah that too that helped but
2: but let's be clear going back like it's easy to remember all of ds9 fondly just every part of it was great but I remember at the time and I still remember this that that was one of the weakest parts. Like,
0: oh, totally. Don't get I me liked wrong. it
2: okay, but all the great stuff I remember, it wouldn't even make the top 50. Like mm-hmm. it, it was it, it was part of a great whole, but I didn't love it. Like he uh, Sloan showed up way too many times. Oh god, every Bashir 10 was minutes, not convincing enough. Yeah, like there was a lot of bad stuff. He showed up
0: it. in Bashir's bathroom like, "Ah, doctor. <laughs> yep. I have another That's... assignment for you about some don't dumb Don't work crap. for you. <laughs> Remember when you went into my brain? That yeah. happened.
1: Yeah. Sure did. Just so we're not there, all looking
0: is, at, uh, at DS9 with completely rose-colored glasses. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, like, it is still, to me, the best show. Oh, yeah, but no, don't get me there wrong. There are
2: things about it that weren't great. I don't want to just say it was all perfect. It ain't, you know? yeah. Uh, anything else on the Section Thirty One thing before we push on to maybe Is some that other everything stuff? Else? Mm.
0: I complained quite a bit about that, but uh, I, I honestly, I, I was
1: done. when I was writing my summary, like you know, going back and forth with the with the memory alpha summary, well, yeah. and I was just skipping over so much. Like I completely forgot all the Section Thirty One well, stuff, like paragraphs. right after it happened.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you took all that out. And maybe some of the other thing we're about to talk about—the trip thing—like you'd have one pretty tight episode. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have disliked it so much. I still don't love a lot of it, but it—it it just felt like again trying to pad it out to multiple parts. Absolutely. Which they're doing a lot of. Which is what we do now, I guess. Like I know it's a budget thing. I yeah. know that's the reason, but it's, it's also still...
0: pre- except for one episode, the rest of the season,
2: like, yeah, but uh, also there's only six episodes left. I mean that's true. there's, no, there's... No, we have. We have a single episode next week, and then a two-parter, and then another two-parter, and then the the one finale. Yeah, the finale is a single
1: episode too. Right, and,
2: and then yeah, free. that I know about. All right, so let's let's now talk about the whole trip and Paul thing.
1: It's very. I think this is your bad thing for the first one, right?
0: <laughs> is that your actual bad thing on the record? Well, the, it's was that, was that the ghost from uh, <laughs> the Grudge.
2: Sure. I thought it sounded like a Mars
1: attacks alien choking. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's the waste of potential that bothers me with that, because because mm-hmm. the the trip up should have been good. Like if he if he took a new job for for some new challenges, and it's not really going the way he wants it to. And meanwhile, over on Enterprise, like the the ship is suffering without his uh, brilliant, I guess, engineering. Um, mm-hmm. That would be good television, but instead, it's bogged down by this boring lovesick plot and weird telepathy dates. Sorry, tripping to Paul, you are not Ray and Kyle.
0: I, 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 I am so sick of this will, will they won't they shit. Just put them together. You have so few episodes left in this fucking show. Just put well, them together. Them.
1: Well actually at
2: this point they do they them, absolutely
0: but- knew at this point. Like Yeah. Yeah. They found, like, they found out last, they would have found out last week in the, like, the episodes. Yeah, but that's when week. it aired, and
2: yeah. the it, the production cycle is pretty long, so they might, the right, like, at the scripting phase, they might not have known yet. Okay, but, like. But even still. You can also fix it with defense, editing, just too. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, you, I think nobody likes that. Like, just, and, and some people want them to be a couple, that's fine. Yeah, do mm. that. Not, yeah, it's fine, something. too. Yeah,
1: just do it. But
2: do it, yeah. Yeah. Or don't. Like they're not fucking like um, Sam and Diane on Cheers. Like no. they're not that interesting.
0: Those two had playful banter. Like
2: yeah,
1: this is just
0: we don't have time for you two to fuck to fuck around. Yeah. Also, as as Flunk said, maybe if he stayed over there for a while,
2: yeah, it would be interesting to me. It would probably cost more money though. But it's if the he same went over set. there and stayed over there for half the season, yeah. and we cut like don't write him off the show. Yeah. It could be a show about two ships for a while. Come up with a story that involves both ships so you still see them.
1: Well, it, it wouldn't not? cost that much more money. The the Columbia is the same sets as oh, Enterprise, just yeah. with a couple different lights. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and you do that oh. trick where you shoot it from different angles so you feel like you're in a different place or whatever. Yeah, yeah
1: easy. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's basically a bottle show. You're
1: right. <laughs> They've got the, uh, the those big uh, cylinder lights on behind the captain's seat. Oh, fuck. Those mm-hmm. drove me nuts. Yes, they were I, ridiculous. If I had I to see them. those <laughs>
0: every week, I would lose it, man. Like... So I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that, but I. How did could you not? They were a right behind that. Hernandez. Uh huh. I was just like, look, women, yeah, the women. That's true.
2: <laughs> I was just like, you know, there's that line we we still fixate on from season one almost a third of the crew is women It's just like what
1: well luckily there is room for women in this world of starship captains now
2: (laughs) but not just like I thought okay you know how how a lot of producers think is like well we got a woman captain let's not go overboard Mm -hmm. like no most of the bridge crew was was women it was nice a third of the crew
0: in the Columbia are men
2: yeah that's fine Uh, of course one of them with was Seth McFamily guy again
0: I, I read he was
1: in this and I didn't even notice him
2: I, I mean, he's got a very distinctive voice, and honestly, I don't care. He's
1: fine. Yeah, he did not <laughs> same with the last one. He didn't really do anything. He was just, like, the, the guy that Trip was talking to, like... I will or say... giving orders was to, he, Yeah. Hey, was Trip, he should be, I
0: be working on this engine some more?
2: Was he supposed to be the same guy he was last time? Because it felt like he was meeting Trip for the first time, and I thought he worked in engineering before.
0: Um,
1: I, I didn't care that much to look it up. <laughs> yeah, I don't... No, I,
2: don't I mean, know. he might be playing a different guy, or who cares, yeah. but it, it seemed like, you know... I don't know the whole trip is not having an easy time acclimating to the Columbia and those guys like want to quit. And then the new engineer set up as this flimsy straw man that just were meant yeah. to hate from minute one. Like it's all so clumsy. It could have been like the, yeah, it, to it, it, it took to a
1: couple episodes of him like getting yeah. used to the ship and you know, like yeah. meeting new people and you don't, the only other person we really know that. in a
0: day. Yeah.
1: The only other person we get to know on the on um, Columbia is Hernandez. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I like her, except for the like I'm, I'm I don't pr- approve
2: of her Archer fucking policy. But, uh, <laughs> I do prefer her, her,
0: her Selma killing policy.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, everything else I like about her <laughs> a good deal. Like she's another good strong presence as a captain. Yeah, but um.
1: she's no, got some good captain is, banter too during their uh, their big action sequence in the second yep. episode. Yeah,
2: I just wish they weren't love interests. Was all. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. Like, that would have made it better for me, but uh, you can't undo that.
0: I so. mean, you know, ideally, I would have Archer never find love and die alone, but uh, you know, <laughs> can't would. have everything.
2: Yeah. Where would you put it? <laughs> no, I. Um, what I think they should have done, like the move on a good show, would be uh, introduce Tripp's replacement and have him be really likable, mm. and then have you go, wait. Maybe I don't like Trip, but then come up with ways to make like no.
1: Trip is the only one who can do this. This guy, it's or not even that this guy sucks. Him, Trip is special. Have him be a nice guy that everybody gets along with, but he's not very good at his job. Yeah, yeah. But don't just, just
2: write the character as inept and unlikable. Yeah. That's that's sloppy. Yeah. You're clearly just saying now the audience will miss Trip. Well, let us do the work, man. Yeah. Don't don't just lead us there.
0: It ain't gonna be hard for me to miss Trip, buddy. Like I, I got uh, this.
2: I the like I said before I'm I'm not as enamored with him as I used to be. Season 3 ruined everything. <laughs> season 3. That's ruined, fair. Season 3
0: ruins things in all directions. It sure does.
1: Uh we is there more about this in our uh, Let's see. I mean we can take that to get into the uh, opening of episode 2. Yeah, okay. The, jo- which, which you the you giant really action good. sequence. Yeah. Quite fond of. This is your good thing. It was. This was <laughs> the reason I picked this episode. Yeah. It was awesome. It was okay. ridiculous science fiction um, gobbledygook. Uh-huh. Um, lots of fun explosions and running and jumping and shooting things. Well, shooting so, things was later, but. Lay, lay it out for us, Flonk. What happens? Um yeah. So Trip is on Columbia, and uh, the, the Klingons had fucked the engine, so, so they're in the middle of speed, and they can't go below warp five or else they'll explode. Yep. And, That's uh, exactly what's happening. The only way for Trip to get over there is to just uh, dangle him off, off a rope like a uh, like a grabber arm and, and like drop so him into much, the Enterprise. Like so much Mike Nelson
0: climbing back to Earth.
2: Mm-hmm. But but they have to match warp speeds like with the other ship. So
1: there's a really cool shot of the two ships like uh, butt to butt like flying through space. That was really so fucking basically, cool. Basically,
2: it's it's like every episode of T.J. Hooker where two like he Shatner jumps from the hood of one car to another car.
0: Is that what T.J. Hooker's about? Uh,
2: he well he, that's... when Shatner was on SNL he did a sketch about how that's what T.J. Hooker's about. <laughs> I don't know. I, I assume Thunder
1: and Paradise is just Hulk Hogan jumping from boat to boat. So. Yeah, pretty much. Or a stunt double
0: who looks like Hulk Hogan. I don't think Hulk Hogan can jump very well.
1: He must have. You know, what
0: he can do very well is be racist. Yeah, that's true. That's a thing I know about. Mm-hmm.
2: Him. Uh, actually, <laughs> Flunk, your good thing is my bad thing. I, they went through, like, 20 minutes of action-adventure bullshit to get Trip back on the ship so he could tell them how to fix the ship. Was the communicator broken Like, I don't see how anything he did required him to actually be there. He could have just walked the new engineer through the process over the phone. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Also, there's no stakes. You know they're going to be fine. Like, all the tense action-adventure was boring to me. The music was way over the top. Everyone was running around and shouting and nothing. Like, Enterprise is going to be fine. Trip is going to be fine. It's all just running in place to create another padded multi-parter. Well,
1: I don't think we we were supposed to think that that Trip was going to die or whatever. It was just, just, you know... uh, a, a it's big not action exciting scene.
2: to me if I know how it ends.
0: Like, I, I, I just, I, okay, skip. I get where you're coming from. I totally understand it. I still thought it was fucking cool. That's fine. That's, you know,
2: that's the point of discussing
0: things is we <laughs> don't always agree. I get that. Al, but, Al, it, he climbs a uh, rope between two ships. He climbs I, a rope between two <laughs> ships. I have said this repeatedly. TV
2: Star Trek almost never, I can come up with a handful of exceptions, does action that I give a fuck about. <sighs> the movie's i guess have the budget or have better directors i don't know
0: but tv almost never it's just like uh they run around and then someone wins well that's the thing like most tv action sequences are a bunch of people shooting guns at each other this was a dude climbing
1: a rope between two ships Between <laughs> two ships traveling faster than light forever like that's it on just, for a really long time i've liked about this season in general is that they've used the star trek science in different ways that we haven't seen before like like and yeah. also taking advantage of, of being in space more than than the other shows have like when you know archer had to like shoot himself out of an airlock and get transported back like stuff like yeah. that like yeah it, it's 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 something different and new and and That's, you know i'll give you that uh having you're, you're them so uh desperate
2: to see not the same bullshit that i'll give i'll grant
1: you having enterprise drift uh, with columbia while Tripoli like, jumps across the uh, you know the chasm <laughs> is, is really fucking cool all right, I, this is
2: just a matter of taste, I suppose. Mm. Like, I won't say that it was badly made, but it did not hold my attention. But again, very few action sequences do. I'm, I'm hard to sure. win over on that kind of thing, so I did not care for that. And it felt like th- the episode's running short. Well, let's just have someone climb a rope
0: for a while. The only thing that would have made it better is if uh, Trip's face was like a dog getting sticking out of the side of a car. <laughs> <laughs> See now, now I'm
1: interested again. Woo-hoo! Yeah, if there was some weird thing where, like, because of the warp field, that he didn't have to have a spacesuit on, his hair is just blown in the wind. Uh,
2: at first, they were talking about beaming in warp, and I was like, Are, "Is this show going to invent that too?" Seriously, yeah, and I was at thinking least they the didn't same do thing.
0: That. <laughs> Although, at least this came, this did come before the movie, so <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter.
2: That's it's actually
1: still like, I, I, I like that they use the transporters now. Like, you know, after four years, like they, they're they're used to them. that's fine.
0: I just, one of the things. I and liked also whole plating is
1: just and, shields now.
2: Well, one of the things I liked about the show was they didn't have all the safety nets. Like there were a bunch of things in star Trek. You, took for granted and they didn't have them. I thought that was an interesting idea. And they just sort of like no, it's easier to just fall back on all the lazy, well beam yeah. them up and then put the shields
0: up. Like, eh. See, that's the thing like if this show was well written, which it isn't um, yeah. like we would have spent the last four years building that shit. We start with yeah. transporters that aren't yeah. safe to use and then by season four we can use them. We start with like hull plating yeah, there instead were no- of shields and then we have them in season four. It's
2: like the trip into Paul relationship. There's no middle step. Yeah, we exactly. Just,
0: it was one way and then it's another. Way because it's time. Yeah, there's they can like do the work. There's no interest in build in, in building any of the stuff you want.
2: Like the best time to do that would be a, like in that episode where the guy who invented the transporter showed up. Yeah, and he, he completes the final upgrade. We've been doing tests for three years and they're fixed. And mm. now you can beam people. Good. This is now safe. I'm gonna go son. Yeah, yeah. No, that part was stupid, but we liked that guy, and mm-hmm. that would have been a good time to do that. Yeah. Ugh, this uh, show is fucking not very good. I don't... I, th- I, The second one bugged me way more than the first one. I didn't like either of them. That's fair. The second one. And actually, my good thing for the second one was uh, we only have to watch six more episodes of this garbage. We sure do. I could not think of one thing. Like, it just... I think Archer's fucking white savior bullshit every week is really wearing thin on me. I'm oh. gonna come to this culture I've never met before and fix everything for him again.
0: Oh, we, we didn't even get into uh, him fucking talking to Paul through her mind meld. Like, oh yeah, human
2: explaining yeah. how melding works.
0: Fuck off! Like... Yeah. Like, basically the idea is he's... He, they want to Paul to uh, mind meld with Hoshi, Hoshi so she can identify Phlox's kid. Yeah, Hoshi can't remember. Like, she heard
2: an alien language in the attack, but she was distracted Which, and didn't know.
1: That and Archie, bothered me just because, like, if she's the super she's language expert, why does yeah. she need magic to remember this? Yeah,
0: yeah. Hoshi's pretty competent. We don't know much yeah. about her, but we know that. And, like, every time
2: we do a mind meld, there's always, like, can we not do this? This is not great. No, we need to do it. Time is running out. Ugh, yeah. shut up, Archer. I'll tell you how to do it because I'm an expert. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I had Surak
2: uh, in my it, head. Yeah, he is kind of an expert.
0: I know, but I uh, just... It's, that
2: takes away... Every, like, everything that's special about everyone else, Archer can do better. Mm-hmm. It just... What's the point? Like, what is the point of having a language specialist who then has to have magic to pull it out of her head, like you said? Yeah. Or a a, a Vulcan, who is a Vulcan who th- doesn't know as much about Vulcan as the captain does. Mm-hmm. This is a bunch of bullshit. Now, on the other hand, Picard knew more about Klingons than Worf, but that's because Worf was shitty.
0: Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Worf was written as a bad Klingon.
2: Yeah, that's on purpose. hmm But T'Pol should be handling so much of this Vulcan stuff. Like, we said it in the, the Andorian episode last week, and I'm saying it again, like, why isn't she doing more? Why is it always the Archer show where T'Pol's just sort of there, you know? Like, she should be a bigger part of all of this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that and then he saved yeah. the Klingons. Just, ah, the the other show, the Next Generation, D Space Nine, and they they were ensemble shows. The captains were the main yeah. character, but but the, the whole team had had stuff to yeah. do. No,
2: even even the original series where Shatner was notoriously famous. People who don't know anything about Star Trek know that Shatner was a, a glory hog and he wanted more lines than everyone else. But yep, Kirk and or, uh, Spock and Bones still got to do stuff in those shows. Mm-hmm.
0: The rest of the guys, not so much, but at least those two. Oh, because uh, Shatner and Nimoy were basically brothers, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what Shatner said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And who's going to
1: At Nimoy's that's funeral. Why,
0: uh, yeah.
2: That's why he released a book about his good friend Leonard 10 minutes after he but did Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's in good taste. Yep.
0: We He's do like Star guy, Trek, right? Like. Yeah. No, <laughs> we
2: absolutely. Do. I'm done with William Shatner. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> a couple more weeks and things will be good again.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, things will be interesting again. I'm not prepared to say unqualified good. That's well, fine. Far- like I like. I like about Discovery. Yeah. No. no. Uh, we got so much of those terrible Klingons in that show. Mm-hmm. We so much did.
1: <laughs> like, like of the fifteen,
2: <laughs> three of them are just Klingons. Uh, and then a lot in that place that got real boring. <laughs> yeah like there's a there's a lot not to like there's a lot to like let's be clear the stuff I like i love the stuff I don't like i really hate like mm. it's very polarizing, but it will be interesting for the show
1: yeah, yep. yeah I, I, we'll get into that more when we stop recording yeah no
2: i just it's it's i don't want to do the d s nine thing where it's like i remember this being perfect no, I remember it having a lot of potential there's yep. a lot of pieces there that just need to be assembled in the right order that's that's my overall opinion of discovery like mm. it's not perfect, but it's all it's all ready to be put together in a way that's good, and maybe when they figure out all the showrunners... Yeah,
1: it's, I'm very interested to see what happens in Season 2. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be all the same team people. Make yeah. It better. yeah, exactly.
0: Matt, we didn't talk about your good thing for the second one. Oh, fuck, that's right. What the hell is my good thing for the
2: second one? Hang on a second. It's about Flux.
0: Oh, yeah. Flocks. Uh, Flux gets so pissed off at this at everything that's happening that he basically infects the, the crew of the Klingon ship that's going to be bombing them and then offers them the cure. It's pretty yeah. badass. Yeah, he's like they won't listen to me. All right, hey, you're infected, assholes. Mm-hmm. I liked that. No, I know you hate this I, one, but like, th- 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 my thoughts on this one are basically that they t- that th- this episode may be an answer to a question nobody fucking asked, but like, it's still a Reeve Stevenson's, and that made it watchable.
2: Yeah, no, and and I still like Flocks, and he was in character, mm-hmm.
1: so there's that. <laughs>
0: poor, poor, I did guy. like the, he's just the, so fucking fed up.
1: The si- the science bonding too between him and the Klingon doctor. You know, talking about their I, families a little bit and stuff like
2: that. Mm. No, and like I said, of the three main plots, the Klingon stuff bothered me the least. Yeah. And if it was just about that, I probably wouldn't have completely hated it. I still would have thought it was unnecessary, but I wouldn't sure. have hated it as
0: much as I did. That scene with the uh, the four of them getting ready to to fucking die for to cure the disease is pretty
1: good, too. Yeah, I suppose so. That's actually, uh, some of that's my quote. Oh, um, cool. okay. Okay, well, getting okay. drunk for science seemed pretty on brand for me, so that's why I won't <laughs> All right. How long until we know which one of us survives?
0: An hour at most. Would blood wine affect the results? I don't believe so. Then we shall drink <laughs> to the bravery of these warriors, <sighs> Doctor.
1: Never on the job.
2: Uh, Since we're doing quotes, my quote in the first one was, um, so they got Malcolm in the brig. And uh, there's an (laughs) emergency. It's right at the end of the episode. There's that big emergency where the the Klingons have disabled the engine or whatever the hell they did. Mm -hmm. And uh, Malcolm says this. Captain! Can't make that out because the, the last bit of the line is him behind glass and it's a little hard to hear. He's saying, I could be useful. Yeah, no. Could you though? No. He couldn't. I mean why start now? <laughs> uh anything else?
0: Uh you want to roll into alternate titles? Yeah. There's, All right. Oh. What do you got for for the first one, Flunk?
2: Uh
1: for the first one I went with the trouble with retcons. Yeah, Matt.
2: Malcolm Reed, agent of Shh,
0: we'll never say the name.
2: <clears throat> And I went with the obvious, the secret origin. Nobody fucking asked for. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Flunk. We cut you off. What were you? Were you oh, just
1: I thought it was. Uh, I don't know if this was real trip or or post on a car trip, but um, he calls <laughs> Captain Hernandez Captain instead of Captain.
2: Yeah, I noticed that too. Actually. Yeah. Yep. No, sometimes he doesn't say Captain. It's weird. He no, actually I, called Archer Captain too, or I, Captain.
0: I, I, I think you got to earn Captain with uh, with Trip. Yeah, that's like a that's a friend thing. Yeah. Whenever you right, say, um, Captain,
2: <laughs> that's that's how you're supposed to say it. If you respect a guy, right? Captain. Um,
0: Captain.
2: Yeah. No, again, I would just watch the Columbia show before the mm-hmm. Enterprise, like at any time. Uh, Flunk, what do you got for the other one? The, the second one. I'll Trip pick.
1: Tucker and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad promotion.
2: <laughs> Wasn't even a promotion, was it? It was just sort of a side, well, kind of a, it's the, a new ship. Yeah, so it's a yeah. little yeah. bit of a promotion. Uh, Matt, what do you got?
0: Dope on a Rope, the Trip Tucker story. <laughs> I like that.
2: Uh, I went with a reference to uh, Malcolm's uh, secret spy career. For British eyes only. <laughs> so, that's, is that it? That's it.
0: That's, that's, it. All. that's it.
2: Two more down, six to go. That's not very many. Yeah. So that's good. Getting real, this. real close.
1: So Flung, <laughs> we really did talk about Discovery Lab this episode, didn't we?
2: Yeah, well, it's it's you know, again, senioritis. Yeah. yeah. Like we're about to graduate and while well, we're talking about a summer. <laughs> Flog I'm curious, like, cause this is the last time. This is the last time you get to to defend this show. Let's put it on the record. What do we got what do we got in store? Without spoilers. Like Uh-oh. is
1: is it good? I mean, I like the Mirror Universe stuff. You've already seen it, so you, so you know where you're going with that. Um, I've seen it,
2: but I wasn't coming from it having the show behind me, so it'll be a very different experience.
1: And I, and I really did like the, the, the next two-parter also. I think it's really good. Um, and a, okay. good, like, a good season finale for, for what they've been building through this, this whole season, mm-hmm. um, which I think is one of the reasons why people don't like the last episode very much because it kind of goes in a different oh. direction. Which is, it, if you look it, at it yes. as, a, as a season finale for, like, all of of yeah. Star Trek, like, it's a little better. It's fun. not great, but at least you can see where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as I, far as, as like, the season it. finale of Enterprise, like, it's it's bad. Well, it's supposed to be
2: an epilogue. It's supposed to be, like, yeah. that's it, Star Trek's done, so let's let's just put a cap on all of it. And that's, yeah. you know, that's not a bad way to go.
1: The last shot, I like the last, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, or I, I've
2: seen that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So. But a couple more weeks till we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got anything you'd like to plug?
1: Uh, not really.
2: <laughs> all right uh, well I do I got lots of stuff yeah roll it out uh, June 30th is is the day is yes is the big day mm, we're yes. living in for me yeah we will be uh, reviewing episode one the Vulcan hello mm-hmm um, so look forward to that it is it is in Seattle it is at the pocket theater in Seattle uh, we would love to see you there go to the and RSVP you don't have to pay it's a pay what you will kind of thing uh, we'll be screening the episode then we'll be Recording an episode of the podcast, and then we'll have a little celebration. We'll all, like, I don't know, go go have drinks together, go have lunch together, something. Like, it'll be an actual celebration. Yeah. And a lot of PAW guests will be there. Uh, obviously, me and Matt, uh, Brian, of all people, <laughs> will be there. We just yeah. happened to catch him on a cross-country odyssey, and he's coming right through. He had to change his plans by, like, a day to make it work. So
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't, uh, but he will be Kate bringing will be a, uh emissary for me, which he's finding out about right the- now, so...
2: <laughs> uh, uh, Caitlin will be there Amanda will be there Bob so like a lot of the, the PA regulars will be yep. there uh, a lot of people are coming in, in sort of costume so uh, if you want to wear something that'd be great you should um, and it should be a great time
1: mm-hmm. um, let's see what else Fox uh, do, basically uh, gave the Vulcans a or gave the Klingons a Vulcan hello at the end Vulcan hello I suppose yeah. he did yeah yeah
2: uh, email address, uh, since we do have a supplemental coming up soon, postatomichorror at gmail. Uh, website postatomichorror.com. Uh, Matt and I are on Twitter at, at Algar and at Robot Matt. And uh, I think that's it for
0: this time. Yeah. Uh, see you, folks.
2: The Post-Atomic
1: Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2018. Please don't sue us. We're We're, we're still just doing this.